0: Guys and welcome to episode ninety one of Costa Rica real estate and investments with me your host Richard Bexon. Uh, I thought before I got into my next podcast, quite a few people asked me uh, exactly what it is that I do. So I thought I'd give kind of the general rundown uh, of what we do. Uh, we actually advise people investing in Costa Rica. So we're not realtors. Uh, basically, you pay us to kind of be on your side of the deal, getting a real clear understanding of what your goals are, um, where you kind of. You know, I would say are on the lifestyle to investment stage. Uh, on the kind of the uh, scale, there are you moving more towards investment, more towards lifestyle. Uh, just because I think that that really determines kind of you know where you invest and also what you invest into. You know, if you're looking for returns, it's different than if you're looking for kind of you know a lifestyle investment that you want to use as well. Maybe you are looking for something that's both of them, um, and again, that can be achieved as well. So what we really do is try and listen to exactly what it is that you're trying to do. Um, find the right locations for it also you know show you those locations and also the possible the possible investments that you can make into property whether that be land um, whether that be condos homes uh, also building as well Uh, we also uh, oversee some project management of some building projects here we have about six going on at the moment here in costa rica Um, we don't build ourselves but we just kind of oversee everything because a lot of people aren't down here they're up in the us so we're kind of the bridge uh, you know kind of between the two things organizing it Um, and of course helps with the mañana attitude that we have here um, to have our kind of, I suppose, western world of project management and thinking uh, placed on these projects. So we do that. um, And also I have uh, some funds that I also run here as well, um, buying uh, property, buying land as well here, developing it and also reselling it as well. So if anyone wants to get in contact with me, you can. That's info at investingcosta rica.com. Info at investingcosta rica.com. Today's uh, episode we're going to be talking with Oren Marciano. Oren is the owner of the very successful Los Altos Beach Resort in Man. Antonio. So we're going to be talking to him about his experience of managing and operating a high touch property uh, kind of within the jungle um, and just getting you know his perspective on investing here in Costa Rica and what life is like here as well. And if you have any questions for Oren, uh, you hear all of his contact details will be in the description down below. But let's get straight into it. Good afternoon, Oren. How are you doing? Good, hey, Richard. Good to see you. Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, making making time in your day to uh, jump on the podcast here and share some of your experience here in Costa Rica.
1: My pleasure. Awesome, Oren,
0: How long have you been in Costa Rica now?
1: I moved to Costa Rica in July two thousand and six,
0: so it's coming uh-huh. up
1: on um, what is that come out to? Sixteen, 16 years. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: Congrat- congratulations. I, usually, when you make it past two years here, uh, and then you make it past five, then you're typically here for the rest of your life. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, as you mentioned, you've been down in Costa Rica for 16 years. Uh, but I mean, what has really surprised you in the last six months, Oren? And and what trends do you think are here to stay?
1: Uh, I assume you're talking about in, in tourism, right? We're, we're...
0: I think it could be in anything, really, Oren. I mean, if there's any trends that you're seeing, I mean, tourism-related or just in general... Um, you know, just for listeners to really get an idea of kind of, you know, your perspective of what you're seeing.
1: Sure. I would say maybe it's less of a surprise at this point because, you know, we kind of saw the trend coming late last year, too, that this, this high season was going to be really excellent. But it was I would say it was probably more positive than many people even expected or hoped for, considering where we were coming out of. And, and even looking back to historical historical performance, you know, prior to COVID, this this high season, for tourism for Costa Rica was excellent. I would say it was quite encouraging to see that, you know, in spite of maybe a lack of overall government understanding of of the tourism industry here, the industry itself came together. I think the ICT did what it could, you know, as as far as the government goes, to really keep Costa Rica on the top of mind of of travelers around the world and position it well. And I think the whole industry really came together. That was excellent to see uh, and really kind of, Placed Costa Rica, it seems to me, as one of the top destinations worldwide after COVID, which I think is really, yeah, yeah. for us has been excellent. You know, to be able to to benefit from that excellent position, and uh, and I would say, you know, it is a well earned position. I think Costa Rica does tourism very well and does many things very well. So I think it all came together, and and it was quite positive, you know, coming out of the depths of the, the pandemic and, and the tourism doldrums, to see that you know all the work we've been doing together for the past fifteen years you know, I've been here 16 years, has has paid off. You know, I felt it on the personal level with our business that we've worked hard over all these years, especially during COVID, as much as we were closed down, we never stopped working on preparation, marketing strategy and everything. So it was great to see that that seemed to have paid off. And then just in general, the work that the tourist industry has done in Costa Rica over so many years seems to have paid off. So that was really, I call it a very pleasant surprise. And. Uh,
0: I saw a report back the other day that Costa Rica is one of the most resilient destinations post-pandemic. And I think that that, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think that that might be here to stay. I mean, I don't know whether, you know, I did an analysis the other day for pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, you know, occupation, uh, occupancy levels uh, for some luxury uh, properties. And while maybe it it, it won't stay at this screening rate, I think it's going to be better than what it was pre-pandemic.
1: Yes. I mean, if it stays at this rate, I think we're going to be all planning many new exciting yes. thing going forward because <laughs> we're all we're out of space is one way to look at it. You know, yep. if the demand stays this high, we're gonna have to all build up, you know, more capacity to take advantage of that. Uh, even if it doesn't stay quite at this screaming level, as you said, I also feel and certainly hope, but I feel like there's a good chance we'll stay at higher levels than pre-pandemic because I think Costa Rica really stood out, you know, and it made it even more of a name for itself. Uh, and I think after you know after the pandemic experience people are looking for that outdoor more natural experience in general when they travel and Costa Rica's great advantage being so close to the US just makes it such an easy destination for for US market. And I think the Europeans are are starting to come back and I think we'll respond well to that same, you know, positioning that same field that Costa Rica is an excellent natural outdoors healthy destination.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, Aaron, um, I mean, what do you like about running a business here in Costa Rica? Because you could run a business anywhere. I mean, what do you like about Costa Rica?
1: It's good to start with what you like, right? Uh, yes,
0: I don't <laughs> worry, we'll get to the challenges later.
1: I would say the best part about running a business in Costa Rica is getting to live in Costa Rica. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we'll yep. talk about the challenges next. But Costa Rica is an excellent place to live. I think anyone, like you said, who's past that two-year, then especially that five-year mark. It's kind of called it home. And while there are certain things that are frustrating living here, you know, bureaucracy or just slow pace of of, of movement in some areas, you know, things are a little bit more complicated or it's harder to find things that you want. So you don't have Amazon Prime delivery or anything like that. The life in general in Costa Rica to me is just more, you feel like, you know, the I don't want to be, I don't mind being cliche, let's put that way the pura vida, you know, you really feel that. Just lifestyle here, and I think there's more of an appreciation for for lifestyle and just the general attitude in Costa Rica is very different. I came, you know, grew up in New York City my entire life. New York City is a very dynamic and exciting, active place. You won't get bored in New York if you if you're looking for that. But it's stressful. It's crowded. It's expensive. It's noisy, and you know, it's not so dirty. But you know, there's a lot of things. And even if you live outside of a big city in the U.S., I feel like, especially now, unfortunately, the, the you know the division in, in the society in the U.S. has gotten so, so strong, but I don't know, living there, but looking at it from the outside, it's said like, wow, I don't want to be a part of that, you know, I don't want to be yeah. stuck in that craziness, and just, it's enough just looking at it from afar, in sense, you know, and, and while Costa Rica has its own very small version of that a little bit, I was pleased to see, you know, after the recent presidential election here in Costa Rica, the the losing candidate went to visit the winning candidate at his house and congratulate him yeah. and wish him the best of luck. And they had a relatively for Costa Rican standards, a kind of a negative campaign, which isn't generally the way things are done out here, but you know, unfortunately it seems like that's a trend worldwide. In spite of that, the concession was very immediate, definitive and, and positive in the sense that we're, you, know, you get the feeling that even though he lost, he feels like we're in it together and he wants the best for the country. And that's a huge difference from what unfortunately we're seeing in the US and, and to some extent growing in other places
0: definitely definitely so, and then no, I'm...
1: one of you know just in general costa rica is a great place to live if you value everything it has to offer and if you have a you know a functioning business here and it allows you to live here i think that's that's an excellent an excellent benefit
0: what do you think are the challenges uh, that people well challenges you've experienced but also challenges that people could foresee when doing business here in costa rica
1: Divided into different categories. I mean, there's certainly a steep, steep learning curve, I feel, I would, I would think that anyone who shows up here used to doing business in a business friendly place like the US would be surprised at how unbusiness friendly many of the processes are here and how frustrating and how counterintuitive it may seem. And now you hear it so many times, people say, oh, if they just understood how to do things better, everything would work so well in Costa Rica, you know, <laughs> that if the government or the authorities in general or just anybody, you know, even even private businesses that you have to interact with. Every, everything is a little bit different out here, and the mindset is different out here. I think one of the hardest things for foreigners to adapt to is kind of the Costa Rican personality and understanding how to interact well with Costa Ricans in a business setting. Maybe in a personal setting, it's quite easy. Costa Ricans are so openly yep. friendly that there it doesn't come off as as difficult to interact and, and you know feel good about those interactions with locals. But in a business sense if you're come, you know, New York is a good example. If you come from a high intensity business environment and you expect people to react well to pressure or to, you know, in the worst case scenario, you, you see people, foreigners think, oh, I'll raise my voice to this person and then they'll get scared and that's gonna help, you know? <laughs> that's the exact yep. opposite of how you would have to do things here. And I think that for many foreigners, especially if they just move into a, a touristy area that's full of other foreigners and they kind of don't make the effort to really assimilate into the culture that, I would imagine that they would find that to be quite difficult. I, I, looking back at my own experience, in my first four years, I studied at one of the universities in the capital, and did a master's degree with, you know, a Latin. Every, everything was Latin. It was a local degree, and I spent those years purposely, really even avoiding mixing too much with with expats, with you know, Americans and yep. Europeans, just as a way to get as, as assimilated as possible. And I, that was part of the adventure for me. That was part of the draw in coming down here and studying it. living in the society here was just to live as you know live as as locally as i could and get to know the local culture as well as i could and i think that was a huge advantage for me by the time i started working in the family business about four years later four years after moving here just having gone through all of that uh one of the top things i would recommend anyone who wants to come to business here is learn spanish as hard as you think it might be it's not that hard but you know as much as you learn spanish the better you're going to have better time you're going to have you know, enjoyably and also business wise. So I don't think many people take that advice. I know many, many business people that barely speak Spanish here. I think that's one of the biggest, you know, faults. That would be one of my top pieces of advice. And in general, I would say that it's really important to, to recognize you're living somewhere else and adapt yourself instead of expecting other people to adapt to you. So that's one of the challenges. And then there's a lot of other challenges that are related to operational sort of things. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I dream sometimes about how easy it would be to just go on Amazon and look for supplies for the hotel and say, let me order 100 of these, whatever I need, and have it delivered to me two days later. Here, you have to start off with where in the world can I even buy what I'm looking for and try to ask around. It's almost a scavenger hunt to see what stores might sell what you're looking for. So once you find it, then you have to deal with the sticker price and realize how much more expensive it is. And then, especially these days, one of the biggest challenges is the supply chain. So you know as, as affected the US as Costa Rica is only more affected, I imagine. So it's quite hard to get things. You know, we were looking to buy a a vehicle, a little shuttle for for the hotel to drive our guests around. And we went to the dealer and he said, okay, I've got two in stock. And the next thing he wrote bags, I've got none left. So you know we'll hopefully yeah. get it in more in three months. I know that's something that happens in the US, but I think that happened even before the pandemic here in Costa Rica it was hard to get things. Um, yeah. And then of course the other other part I would say that is, you know, it's not Terrible negative It's just part of accepting the reality and, you know, in small tourist towns that the pool of potential talent is limited in a sense. And that's been one of the big challenges too. When you want to look for more specialized uh, workers to join the company, it presents a relatively big challenge because they're in a small country to begin with. And then in this towns, in this, the rural towns that much tourism happens in, the local population is even smaller and, you know, for maybe obvious reasons, the educational opportunities and experiences is less in those small towns. And most of the people who are more ambitious will just move to the capital and try to start their lives where they have more opportunities. So it definitely makes it a little bit harder to find um, already trained workers, let's say, or people with higher levels of, of study or experience. But the flip side of that is that people in the rural areas especially are extremely nice and friendly. And I'd say that's really one of the the biggest pluses that Costa Rica has in forest tourism is you don't need to teach people how to be nice and friendly to their guests. Yep. You know, that comes naturally to them. So in the rural areas, people I would say are maybe even more nice and friendly than you might find in the city just because that's the, that's the nature of those areas. Yeah, I mean,
0: in, in the city, they're pretty nice as well. They're just really nice out at the, uh, you know, the more exactly. rural areas. So, um, you know, I, I mean, it's difficult sometimes you know with costa ricans because it's kind of the the good and the bad i mean they're very relaxed you know but with that comes the passive aggressiveness as you mentioned there And i mean if you've shouted at a costa rican they're just going to crumble away but you'll pay for it later um you know whereas there's a dance that you need needs to be done before giving someone feedback or you know hitting something head-on it's like in the wolf of wall street when they sit down in that swiss bank and he wants to get straight into business and the swiss banker's like we do 10 minutes of small talk first, and then we talk business. I mean, you have to say, how are you? How's the family? How was your weekend? You know, what have you got going on? And then you can kind of ease into uh, into it. Right. And then you have to be able to read the maybe subtle cues yep. that they're sending back to you to see if they're
1: following along and they agree with what you want, because you can say anything to someone and they'll be like, oh, yeah, no problem. And you turn around and you never hear from them again. So it's, yep. it's you know, you got to take your time getting into the topic and also you know, learn to read the, the cues and understand, okay, he's saying yes, but I could tell he really doesn't. Need it, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, emotional intelligence is very much needed here in Costa Rica. Yeah. So, yeah so yeah I mean I always say to people I'm like there's no such word as uh yes in Costa Rica if someone says yes it means maybe if they say maybe it's no but like they'll never tell you no and yes never means yes so correct
1: that's exactly you know. what I mean yeah it's, if someone tells you oh everything's gonna work out just great you have to say okay maybe yes maybe not you know you never exactly. really know the longer you get here it's a little bit easier to, to figure that stuff out I would say the it longer is. you live in it and you, you feel it and experience it but at first I would say that would come as quite a, a challenge and I experienced it myself, you know, even I would tell this story when I first moved here and I was studying in the university and I moved to a little town outside of where the university was located in Eredia and I went to the local bike shop to, you know, buy some supplies for my bicycle and the, the bike shop owner says, oh, meet Juan or whatever his name was, who was hanging out there at the shop. He said, he lives in town and he loves to ride his bike. I said, oh, great. And he said, You guys should go out together. And Juan said, Excellent. Here's my number. Call me anytime. I will go for a ride. And I probably called him three or four times and never heard back from him. And then I finally just said,
0: Okay. I mean, just because we the nice and they can't say no. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, right. anyway. But I mean, or where do you see opportunity in Costa Rica? In general, I mean, I think
1: it amazes me that. The demand for new destinations and, and tourism in Costa Rica seems almost unlimited, which is a positive thing overall. I think one of the things that makes Costa Rica an excellent destination for return visits is that there are so many places to visit. You're not gonna go to the same resort every year. You're gonna go, well, hopefully they'll always come to Los Yes, you know, but,
0: they're
1: gonna, you know, you don't need to go to the same beach every year or the same destination. There's so many places to visit in Costa Rica. I think it's a huge incentive for people to come back again and again and explore other parts of the country. And it's something to me that you would think that eventually you know, that demand would kind of level off and that people would say, okay, there's enough out there. Now we know what we wanna see, but it's continuously growing. So I think for people who are looking for their little slice, there seems to be a, still a good amount of, of, of areas that can be um, opened up or, or grown in terms of the offerings there. Uh, which I would say is, is an opportunity in, in a sense it's you know it seems like the demand is not slowing down so in yep. general our visitors probably will continue to increase and and uh, and I think one of the things that I love most about tourism in Costa Rica is that there's quite a variety of you know types of lodgings and activities and for all levels and all interests you know not everyone is here to do zip lining. you know there's rural tourism which I think is you know it's Community world tourism, when you hear about it, it almost sounds a little bit like a pipe dream or just a fantasy, you know, that some academic has come up with. But in Costa Rica, it's real. You know, it, yep. even in our area in Capos, there's some small towns a little bit off of the coast that you even see that now, that there's people starting to bring tourists out there and the locals are ready and excited to receive them. And you know, you can go eat a meal cooked on a wood fire stove, which is something delicious and and you know, unique and a beautiful, you know, you visit the person's house and they'll serve you a delicious meal right outside their you know under their garage or whatever and that's a great experience so I think there's there's that level of opportunity in the sense of there's always another place that can be you know offered to, to tourists to, to come and visit which is great yep. for, for someone looking to move down and, and try to do something themselves um, and I think outside of tourism Costa Rica is, is quite a well-prepared and, and a dynamic country as well you know it's very highly skilled workforce my wife works for Hewlett Packard which is an international company and she she does yep. she likes it, she enjoys it. It's a great experience for her working for that US-based company here in Costa Rica. And that kind of area seems to be growing in general too. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for people who are not only looking to do things in tourism, um, but Costa Rica is a great place to, to start other, other types of businesses. And just in, in general, I think there's a a lot of potential here to be exploited in a sense.
0: I agree. I agree. I mean, there is that famous uh, Costa Rican saying or Spanish saying, hay plata en el calle. There is money in the street. You just need to figure out how to pick it up.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think in spite of maybe you know, current political conflicts that you always hear about, and right now, like I said, this recent election wasn't overly conflicted, but certainly in different points of views and different personalities, etc. But the overall environment in Costa Rica, I think remains to be quite positive for, for business and secure for the most part. Um, I can say we've had, unfortunately, a couple legal situations that we've had to go through the courts to, to solve. But the positive thing is that I've found the courts to be extremely, well, maybe slow, to be very functional and, and I think fair in their in their yep. results. And then the people who are working mm-hmm. in the courts seem quite well-prepared and, and, and fair in their, in their process. And, um, you don't get the feel at all that there's corruption involved in those types of processes. You know, there's no feeling at all oh, that other side's going to go pay off the judge or something. You know, you don't even consider that really as a possibility here, which I can only imagine from, I mean, maybe I'm also judging it from the outside, but other Latin American countries, you would have that concern more. If yeah. you're a foreigner, you're going to be at a disadvantage because the locals always have their, their connections, you know? Whereas here, as a foreigner who has been working here for for over 10 years, you don't get that feeling, you just have to know how to navigate things Are a little slow. Sometimes you got somebody who's you know, not the most cooperative and you have to have some patience to get your, your paperwork moved forward, et cetera, et cetera. But you don't get the feeling that you're stuck, you know, that you have to get bribes or that you know, just in general, things are so dysfunctional that it's not gonna work. It's just, you have to have some patience, but things in the end do work out and, and generally the way you would expect.
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and a friendly smile, you know, goes a long way in Costa Rica as well. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, I once mean, you
1: adapt to that social, you know, way of interacting socially in the Costa Rican way, and you start doing it yourself, it really does help. And people respond to that and they're more likely to want to work with you and help you out.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, if you had a time machine to go back 10 years and tell yourself something about your business, what would it be and why, Oren?
1: This, I would say... It's something I could, you know, I can share that's not related to necessarily working in Costa Rica, but maybe to some extent. But it's just, I came at this business with no business background, much less a hotel or hospitality background at all. And one of the lessons that I've learned over the years is, you know, don't be scared to invest a little upfront in, you know, in well-qualified staff and even better quality materials when you're building or repairing things, you know be a little bit more forward focused and a little bit more call it confident that, you know what, I spend a little upfront but I'm gonna reap the benefits later. So that was one of the things that I noticed early on, we were very, of course we had some financial difficulties early on in the business too, but I I had the mentality of being very much a a penny pincher. I said, oh, if I can get this paint for half price or this fabric for half price, let me get it. And then I realized two weeks later, oh, this fabric is half price because it's already wrinkled. That's, you know, it's the end. And, you know, there was a few, a few key hires that we made in the company said, wow, had I hired this person you know, three or four years ago, I would have had the benefit of this, this human resource in the company earlier. We would have actually made more money in the shorter run. You know, while I was thinking, oh, I can't afford to pay this high salary to this higher qualified worker. If you do it right, that worker should pay for itself more, you know, his, his presence. I agree. So those are the kind of things that I didn't really know at first, that as I started seeing the results, and understanding it more i said you know what now the next time i looked at buying some products i'm going to buy the right quality from the beginning knowing yeah. that it's going to make my life easier going forward
0: well i mean you guys have done a great job with los altos um you know i mean and also you know a jungle vista down there i mean i stayed there last week thank you very much again for that again and i mean just i'm always reminded when i go back there i'm just like wow i mean it's just such a great product that you guys have here
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, that, comes you know, from you, that means a lot considering the experience you've had and, and I appreciate hearing
0: that. No, no, I mean, it, it's, you know, I don't say it lightly. I just, I really enjoyed staying there last week and, um, you know, I mean, it's, a lot of hoteliers always ask for feedback and sometimes, you know, the improvements get made and sometimes they don't. And I remember months back you asking for our feedback, we gave it back to you and, and, and it's been nice to see that you kind of took that to heart, made those improvements. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, again, just, I was, Amazed when I walk through the room in Jungle Visa just how beautiful that room is, just being in the jungle, like at the top of the canopy.
1: That's the idea. That's that's what we're looking to share with our, our visitors. And uh, it's great to hear when it works out. And it's great to hear yeah. that your vision plays out. And and I can say, you know, here's another example I think of the positive uh, structure of the tourism community here in Costa Rica. There's a lot of support internally, you know. And, and I would say in our town in Manuel Antonio, you don't, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, there's not enough unity. But in general, you get the feel that there's, everyone's kind of in it together in tourism, you know? And especially this past couple of years, you really felt that when people came together. But in in, in the business in general, there's a lot of sharing of knowledge and advice. And like you said, you know, you guys have a lot to offer in terms of of experience and what you've seen in other places. So it's great to know that the partners that you really build a relationship with are willing to to help build you up as well. And the type of feedback that, you know, for example, when you guys visited us six months ago, is, is the type of feedback we're looking for. So it's great to know that there's kind of that if we all work together, we're all gonna to win together, we'll all benefit together. Gotcha. I, think, I think that really is the truth here in Costa Rica on the big scale. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons that Costa Rica has done so well. You know, I traveled two, three years ago with my wife on her honeymoon to Chile and Argentina, which are amazing destinations. I think what you can see there is incredible. And people give it their best, let's say. But I came back so sure that costa rica is so far ahead of of the game than these other two countries that are you know traditionally maybe more famous and certainly bigger than costa rica Uh, and i said wow in costa rica we know what we're doing you just get the feel every even when we would check into a hotel you know and just in general the feeling of of being a tourist instead of someone working in tourism thinking to myself wow if we were doing this in costa rica we would do it this way you know and i can see that costa rica is really far along and i think a lot of that is I mean, I learned everything I know about tourism here in Costa Rica, mostly from Costa Ricans, right? So yep. I think Costa Rica has, has just given itself that, that, they call it that challenge, you know, and, and accepted that challenge and has, has done, done really well with it. And I didn't mention before, but my, the academic studies I did here were in conservation and wildlife and nature conservation. And actually the thesis that I did was how does ecotourism affect local, Populations' attitudes towards wildlife and conservation. It's looking for a, a positive relation between ecotourism as economic activity and people's changing attitudes, and I found it to be quite the case that really in these two examples that I studied, ecotourism was a very positive factor in, in, in changing people's attitudes towards being more conservationist and valuing wildlife and, and nature even more. And I think it's just, just kind of a positive feedback loop in that sense. You know, that the more the more people see the economic benefits and the social benefits as well. And the more they want to support it, and the more they act themselves in a way that's better for the environment and better for the tourists who come looking for a healthy environment. So I think that overall has really been uh, something extremely positive that I've picked up on and, and continue to benefit from myself.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think a lot of the people that are in tourism never studied tourism, like it was never the intention, like we just kind of fell into it, if that made sense. I mean, it's a great industry because... I always say to people, we get to see people at their best. And I mean that from the point of view of typically when people like are on vacation, they're relaxed. They're not worried about much. Like we get to see the best of them, you know, like their real selves, not their stressed work or at home running around. Like it's chilled out. They're having fun they're with their family or with their partner on their own. It's just, we get to see the real them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, you know, one of the fun parts that I found, although I, through the nature of my specific work in, in the hotel as a animal manager, I don't interact on a daily basis with, with our guests, but it's definitely one of the things I found to be most enjoyable, those kind of random interactions I would have with guests and just hearing their experience. Actually, the other day, I was walking into the restaurant. It might've even been the night that we met in, in Mano Antonio a couple weeks ago. And I was walking into the restaurant and uh, some guests were walking out. They didn't know who I was. I wasn't wearing a uniform or anything. And they said, oh, we just want to recommend, you know, the shrimp, the garlic shrimp and the, uh, chicken with rice or whatever dishes they had I said oh great great to hear you know and I was chatting with them a little bit and eventually I don't know if I said or they they asked and I said oh I'm actually the manager and then and then we were joking around a little bit about They said, oh everything sucked you know <laughs> but um you know that was quite a it's a great feeling to have to see your your guests satisfied right and for them to share that with you and it is it is nice to see to see people in such a positive happy place when they're out here for sure
0: yeah definitely or well, Orin, my last question for you is: I've taken up enough of your time here, but if you inherited five hundred thousand dollars and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you what would you invest it in?
1: I would invest it in Los Altos.
0: That's a good thing. <laughs> would, would it buy the- you Would it buy
1: you anything at Los Altos? Well, we're we're actively building out some more rooms to 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 offer. You know, we want to build out some new types of rooms and. Uh, expand as I said the demand I mean we're, we're counting on a positive future and the demand has been so high that we felt this year wow had we more rooms to rent we would have been able to rent them and people would have enjoyed them um, and so we're actively working on that and I think I if I look at it from a business perspective I don't see where I can get a better return on my own money than investing mm-hmm. yet,
0: myself. So. <laughs> that's a that's a great response that's a great response well oren i really really appreciate your time anybody that wants to, to know more about los altos or jungle Vistra, i'm going to put all of the uh the websites and the uh, content basically in the description down below but oren really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us
1: it was a lot of fun thanks for
0: inviting me see you later okay bye a very, very uh, informative podcast there with Oren, uh, as I think you can see there, he has a lot of experience about running businesses and also the challenges. I mean, if you haven't had challenges in business, um, you know, uh, then I don't think you've really been in it. I mean, it's it's not a straight line sometimes, you know, success is not a straight line. And sometimes when it feels like it's getting tough, uh, you know, you're getting towards the peak there. So um, but, you know, he has a lot of experience uh, in running one of Costa Rica's most successful, uh, I would say, property management companies that's also run like a hotel as well, which is very unique as as, as uh, in its in its own right. Because uh, usually you have property management companies on one side and also uh, you know hotels on the other, but these guys have kind of blended the two there. Remember, guys, if you want to reach out to us for anything at all, uh, you can do info at rica.com. That's info at Uh Until the next episode, guys, um, we will uh, we will see you soon. Bye.